Welcome back into the Tide Talk Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Stacy Blackwood joined by Jake Thomas, as always, and our special guest from Roll Tide Wire, Lane Gerby. What's up, fellas? Mm, it's Lane. <laughs> doing good, man. And uh, Lane, good to, have, good to have you, buddy. Uh, I'm so glad y'all are here. Uh, y'all, I'm so glad y'all had me here because, you know, I got a lot to talk about. So, yeah, we're excited. You know, to got a whole lot it. to talk about. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. I'm a basketball, you know, tips off on Tuesday night. So we're excited about that as we record here on Monday night, the night before. So we're looking forward to that. But first, we've got to tell you about our friends at betonline.ag. Uh, the NBA season's in full swing, the NFL and college football are as well. So head on over to betonline.ag to place your sports bets, whether it's parlays, teasers, pleasers. Whatever you want to do, you can do it at betonline.ag. And right now, if you use promo code BELIEVE50, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. All right, guys, like we mentioned, we're, it's a big basketball show. Uh, the season gets started tomorrow night as we record on Monday, so we're excited about that. Wanted to bring Lane on to, to kind of get a better idea of what's going on in Tuscaloosa with Nate Oates and the basketball program. And, and first off, Lane, uh, let's just real quick kind of go back and look at what happened last year and how this team can build on what they accomplished last season. Oh, man. Last year pretty much exceeded every expectation that I had for a guy in just his second year uh, as the head man. Uh, we had Herb Jones, amazing season. Jaden Shackelford, our leading scorer, he did great too. Glad to have him back, by the way. Uh, the Sweet 16 run was better than I could have hoped for because I expected maybe get through one or two game or one game, maybe one game. I really didn't think we would get to the second weekend, but the fact that we did is huge. So that pretty much just bolsters my expectations for this year. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot to look forward to. Like you said, the, the way that Nate Oates has been able to turn around this program so quickly is, is amazing. And uh, you know, that staff has to be excited. Of course we do lose Herb Jones, John Petty, Alex Reese has moved on. Josh Primo is, is gone as well, but there's a lot of pieces that are back that are critical pieces. And not a lot of people realize that Jaden Shackelford is the, you know, is the leading returning scorer. And I think he's actually the leading returning scorer in all of the SEC. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, 14 and, points uh, a game. You know, you know he, he quietly averaged 14 points a game last year. Very quietly. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't really, you didn't really see it you you didn't really see how it happened it just kind of happened jake go ahead yeah and uh lane uh one, one thing that i want to talk about was uh you know especially later in the season the second half of the season how to one gary come off the bench and just it seemed like he lit a spark you know for that second unit and uh how, how do you think he's going to shake out uh this year uh, I, I still see great things from him I, it's hard to, with the guys coming in, it's hard to put a gauge on how much he will even play, but, you know, I think he can be a good six man option or even a, another kind of role player, maybe seventh man off the bench, but you know, he's, he can do big things. And of course everybody can earn more minutes with how they play. So I think he has the chance to do some special things, but we got a whole lot of people that are there now that are going to, 
bolster the ranks and you know it, it overall overall it should be a good team yeah yeah talking about the roster let's let's just kind of who do you who do you think will be the starting five you know tomorrow night as, as Alabama rolls out against Louisiana Tech I'd say we got JQ at point or we'll just go through the numbers because it's really hard to tell who's where on in this offense since it's not really a traditional thing we do. Uh, I think it's going to be Javon Quinterly, Jaden Shackelford, J.D. Davison, Charles Bidiaco, and uh, we'll say uh, Noah Gurley from the Furman transfer. And that's that's who I think is going to be our starting five for this one. Yeah. Uh, real, real quick, I was going to say, I done forgot about Noah Gurley coming in just because of how much talent is down there, you know, so he don't get talked about a lot. So, my gracious, it's it's crazy, you know, to think about how, how deep that this team is, considering the fact that I, I grew up watching them as a kid. And, I mean, Godfrey has some good teams, but I don't think we've ever had a team this deep. That's true. And one thing that – a lot of people don't may not know about Noah Gurley. Yeah, he's a big forward. He's, he'll be in the four spot more than likely, but he also shot thirty four percent from the three last year. Wow! So, you know, he's got a he's got a pretty decent three point shot. And just an hour ago, Coach Oates said that he is shooting the best right now out of everybody on the team. So, wow. you know, he's he's had a really good week, and I like what I hear from Nate Oates and I like what I've seen so far from the guys, except for that charity exhibition thing. That wasn't fun, but you know, <laughs> you, you know, Jake talked about the depth of the team and it was, it's actually been, you know, hit a little bit, you know, with the injury to, to James Rojas and Namari Burnett, the transfer from Texas tech, uh, you know, Rojas, maybe not as much as Burnett, but uh, you know, both of those guys probably would have played some minutes and uh yeah. So that that is a loss for this team, but but like Jake mentioned, the depth is just incredible. You know, if if you know three or four years ago, you tell me that that two guys that would play minutes are out for the year, uh, I wouldn't be feeling very good about the the state of the program. But no. you know, it's almost like it is with the with the football team. You just kind of say next man up and and you know roll the guys out there and see what happens. And remember that we also got Keon Ellis, uh, Keon. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? Right? Ambrose Hilton. There we go. <laughs> and, you know, Juwan Gary, as you mentioned, Jake, I mean, we got a ton of guys that are going to, it's hard to figure the minutes for these guys because they're all just so good. You know I mean? How are we going to do it? That's what I can't wait to see. Yeah. That's, that's the exciting thing, especially in the non-conference play. Uh, you see a bunch of guys play, uh, you know, different types of minutes in each game. I mean, you know, like for Juwan Gary, for instance, you may see him play just eight minutes tomorrow night, but the next game he may play 18. Right. And it's going to be, you know, there's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of switching up in the non-conference schedule. That way, by the time the, the conference schedule rolls around, you kind of have a good idea of what your rotation is going to be like. So it's it's going to be exciting to see how Nate kind of plays those guys. And uh, who is a player, uh, Lane, that you're kind of looking to, to break out this year for Alabama that, that maybe many people are not talking about? I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see Keon Ellis just because he was so you know highly touted coming in, and I was very excited when he signed. But I think 
he didn't get a whole lot of significant playing time. So, you know, I think he's going to do some pretty good things this year. We should keep an eye on him for sure. Aside from the obvious J.D. Davison answer, yeah. I mean, we can talk about him a little later. Yeah. Okay, well, let's just let's just roll right into J.D. Davidson. Obviously, you know, some people had as the top-ranked point guard in the, in the class. Uh, what excites you most about his game, and what are you looking forward to seeing what he can do uh, in Crimson and White? His the way he attacks the rim as a guard is just amazing. Like he he plays with such power, you know. And the only thing that I'd like to see him improve on a little bit, uh, which I'm sure he will, is defensively. That's about the only dark spot he may have, you know, because everything else in his game from shooting deep, mid range, uh, attacking the rim. He's he's just he's a he's elite and he can be even more elite if he polishes up the defensive side of the ball. You know, you, you're talking about how he's a, a powerful player. I remember the first time I ever watched him watch his tape, the first word that came to my mind was tenacious. When he has the basketball mm-hmm. in his hand, he is tenacious. Yeah. He's he's looking to get a bucket. But I also think he's a really underrated passer. I, I think he's gonna surprise some people with his passing ability. And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to like you mentioned the defensive end of the court, and you see that with, with a lot of guys coming from high school uh, to the college level, the the defensive part of the game is a little bit behind, and, and mostly it's because you're not having to guard other Division one players in high school basketball. So mm-hmm. uh, it's just That's a different true. it's a different animal. So uh, I'm with you. I, I'm excited to see what JD Davidson can do. I'm I'm thinking that, yeah, you said passing. That's very important, too, because, you know, the way Alabama plays, they like to do that drive through the lane, kick out, drive through the lane, kick out, pass around the perimeter. That's a whole thing. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Lane, I want to ask, um, you know, Herb Jones meant so much to this program. I mean, he – you know, he was our defensive catalyst. You know, he, he went out there and had a messed up, you know, arm and still made two deep, you know, two big, huge free throws against LSU, you know, one-handed. And, and he was kind of a legend in Alabama. Who Who's a guy on this team that can be, you know, we was talking about defense, be that next catalyst to that we can depend on late in the game to, to if we need a stop, he can get us a stop. Well, I'll say that it's going to be tough to replace Herb Jones simply right. because he was the swing man on the team because he could play – he could drive down the – he could bring the ball up at this point. You know, he could play on the wing. I mean, hell, he could even play as a center sometimes, <laughs> which is crazy to think about. But I know it didn't happen often, but he could. So the guy that I think could do anything to replace him, I mean, at least defensively, I could say that – uh Probably, probably Noah Gurley could do a little bit on the def- on the defensive side. Uh, offensively, though, I really don't know. You know, I don't know who could who could do all of the things that he did for us this year. Right. right. Yeah, you, you, we've talked a little bit about Noah Gurley and, and JD Davidson, but you know, and those are really kind of the big guys as far as the newcomers this year. Uh, outside of Namari Burnett, who who we've already mentioned is, is out for the year. But who is maybe a freshman that that maybe a lot of people are not talking about that you could see uh, working their self in significant minutes and being a contributor for this team? 
Uh, maybe not necessarily a freshman. I mean, he is a freshman, but he's a redshirt freshman. Uh, Alex Chiku. Yeah. Uh, I think him and Bidiaco were going to have a lot of a lot of back and forth for minutes because both of those guys can play the spot. And, you know, Bidiaco himself is a freshman that nobody's really talking about just because he's being supplanted by J.D. Davison. But, um, I mean, I'm here to tell you that Bidiaco is a good player. Uh, he's going to – He's going to do well for us this year. Plus, he's got a seven foot two wingspan. I mean, come on, you know, how long has it been since Alabama's had something like that? Yeah, the the rim while. protector. I mean, uh, imagine last year's team with a with a six eleven six ten rim protector <laughs> to to stand in the paint and block shots and affect shots. Uh, imagine mm-hmm. that last year with last year's team that that would have been that would have been very impactful. That would have been great. <laughs> you know, we, all, we 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 laughed. You know, we're all three in a, in a little chat on Twitter. But, we, you know, a lot of us last year was talking, man, if DJ Hall was on that team, you know, last year. Dante Hall. Dante Hall. I'm thinking about football. Yeah, Dante Hall was on that team. My gracious, how, how different that team would have been, I think. That's true, and Dante Hall's a little underrated himself as just nationally. I mean, that dude was really good. I wish he would have had a decent coat. Well, I don't want to say that. I wish he would have had better Nate Oates. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we, we know the truth. We know the yeah. truth. Yeah, well, you know, got to remain at least a little bit partial here. <laughs> well, I'm, par- I'm, I'm, I'm totally impartial. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, we we love us some Nate Oates here. Uh, and speaking of Nate Oates, just kind of a question that I think has to be asked. I don't even want to think about it. Do you think there's any chance that, that Nate Oates would, uh, you know, considering the success he's having so far at Alabama and that he's probably going to continue to have, is there any part of you that, that thinks he could possibly move on to another program or, or maybe jump to the NBA? Mm. NBA is a lucrative option, but other than that, if he builds Alabama to where they can be, I mean, he knows that the donors that Alabama has are just about unmatched everywhere except maybe Texas, USC. But in terms of building the program up, I think he can do that. And once he gets it built up to where he needs it to be, why would he leave, you know, unless, of course, the NBA. But there's only 30 of those jobs, so. Right. You know, it's just tough yeah. to see something like that happening. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't see him leaving because – especially for a college job. Because, like you said, mm-hmm. what, what you're going to get at Alabama is you're, you're not really going to find anything better than that right. as far as people that are willing to, to give money and to support the program. So, uh, I just hope we can kind of get him a new arena someday. That's, I was just about to say that. It would be great to uh, – <laughs> To either revamp Coleman Coliseum, just completely redo it, or get something else, you know. Uh, absolutely, uh, I was going to make the point that you know, I, to to me, you know, I don't know how NATO stinks, but but me personally, anybody can go to the Dukes, the Kansases, the the the, the Blue Bloods, they call it, Kentuckys, and win. But I think it'd be special, especially in his case, if he brought Alabama, you know, who who's I mean, historically, the the basketball team has, you know, they're second behind Kentucky in all-time wins in the SEC. But for the last 10 years, it's been kind of rough. 
rough road and it's been tough. He can bring them out and give us something we've never had before, and that is a national championship. And that, that, that to me, that I would be more proud about that than going to a blue blood who can get anybody and win at any time and get a national championship. And I think that's how Nate Oates is thinking. You know, that's just that's just how he is. I think. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, for sure, if he wins the national championship, I mean, at that point, why would you leave? Because then right. the recruits would be coming, and they're already coming. But imagine. Right. Well, you, you mentioned the recruits. The uh, Alabama is recruiting with all the big boys now in basketball. Yeah. I mean, so it's you see they, they've landed two five-stars uh, already for next year's class, uh, a couple four-stars as well. So uh, Nate Oates isn't, isn't going to – he's he's not l- losing anything by staying in Alabama. He's going to get the dudes there. Uh, he's going to get the support. So – I, I think it's really just a matter of time. But the truth is, it's hard to win a championship in basketball. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a yeah. tournament with 60-something teams. So, uh, anything can happen. I mean, you have a bad day shooting and another team can't miss with their eyes closed. What are you going to do? So, it's just – it's one of those things. I think he can have us competing every, year in and year out for a championship. Uh, he's already won us an SEC regular season and SEC tournament championship. So, yeah. uh, the sky's the limit for Nate Oates at Alabama, in my opinion. Absolutely. And that uh, he won SEC Coach of the Year last year also, which I want to bring that up because this year they gave it to Eric Musselman. And I'm sure all of us on this panel here are blocked by him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm not sure why. And he's a good coach, don't get me wrong, but I like Nate Oates a lot better. And without being biased at all, even though you all know I am, I think <laughs> Nate Oates is a better coach than Eric P. Musselman. I agree. I yeah. agree. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think there's a coach. Uh, and, and I think fit has a lot to do with everything. I, I'm not sure there's a better fit. I mean, th- I, this this may be talking way out of school, and I could fall flat on my face, but I'm not sure there's a better fit for a program in the country than Nate Oates at Alabama right now. Right. As far as fit I, goes. I could see that his, too. His, his personality fits perfectly down here, even though he's from, from up north. He seems to fit perfectly down here with, with the culture. He's – I don't know. He just seems like he's perfectly content being here. And uh, he obviously is, has garnered – you know, gained attention from the fan base. Uh, they've sold the most tickets uh, uh, further, you know, than, than they have in a long time. So, I'm I'm excited about NATO. So I, I really – I can't say that enough. <laughs> Absolutely. I also don't mind the breath of fresh air that comes with a little bit of trash talk from an Alabama yeah. athletics coach because, yeah. you know, it's that's fun to see. I love it. Yeah, I'm I mean, with you. He's already made, uh, you know, <laughs> Co- Coach K, you know, retire. So, after that little, <laughs> little squabble. But, you know, true, I, yeah. and, and I, also, that. I also love, you know, at the end of the SEC championship game last year when, when it finally hit zero, he's like, you know, you know, everybody knows what he said, but he just, I mean, just the, the passion that, you know, you can tell he loves his job and he loves the University of Alabama. He's a competitor. He is a yeah. competitor. Absolutely. All right. Well, we, we, we've kind of rambled a little bit about the team uh, so far. Uh, tip-off is tomorrow night, as we record, like I said, on Monday night against Louisiana Tech, uh, a team that is a lot better than most people realize. Uh, this is actually a pretty tough matchup for Alabama to open up the season. So uh, I'm re- I'm expecting a pretty tight ball game. Uh, what are you expecting tomorrow night, Lane? 
Well, Louisiana Tech, they played a heavy SEC schedule last year, and they even got a couple wins out of them. So, I honestly, after after last year, I'd like to say a 100-point win. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just not realistic. So, I'll say I think we're going to put up a ton of points. I think we're going to see this team, you know, continue what NATO likes to do, shoot deep, and that's pretty much it. Drive the lane, shoot deep. Uh <laughs> You know, I think we can win by at least 11 points. I'd say we win by 11 points. Yeah, and and, and when I say close game, what I mean is, you know, with, with eight minutes left, you know, there's only about a six- to eight-point lead for Alabama, and it mm-hmm. doesn't really get much closer than that, you know, the remainder of the contest. Uh, yeah. uh, but but they are – Louisiana Tech's a pretty solid team. I mean, they have a, they have a preseason uh, wooden award watch list player, I believe. I mean, I, I think they – I can't remember the guy's name, but they've got some some good players on that team. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. <laughs> I need to do a little bit more research on our opponent, I guess. <laughs> uh, but uh, like I said, looking forward to tip off tomorrow night. Uh, SEC Network, 7 o'clock. Is that right? Mm-hmm, I think so. I think it's 8 p.m. Eight, it's 8, 8 p.m. That's right. 8 yeah. I think it'll be yeah. 8. Time change. That's, so <laughs> That's so late. That's so late. I'm an old man. I got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I know it. <laughs> real, yeah, I know. I hear you. Real, real quick, uh, talking about the the schedule. My gracious, what I mean, it's like Murder's Row, and that's what NATO's wants to get them ready for, you know, for SEC play. But but the one I I've got circled, and I was hoping we'd got sent the Final Four last year, December fourth mm. against Gonzaga. Gonzaga. I want to see <laughs> see how that goes. Yeah, and that one might as well be a Gonzaga home game. Just because you hold oh, it yeah. in Seattle three hours away, don't mean it's not a Gonzaga home <laughs> game, you know. But, I know it. Yeah, I'm very excited for that game. I can't wait for it. Well, you know, there, there's a lot of teams that, and you know, you brought up uh, Eric Musselman in, in Arkansas earlier. You know, last year they they had a great record out of conference, and it's because they didn't play anybody. Right. And then you saw them struggle the first <laughs> mm-hmm. first few weeks of conference play because they didn't know who they were at that time. Yeah. And it took them till towards the end of conference play to be playing their best basketball. And you mm-hmm. saw the opposite from Alabama. They come into they came into conference play last year with a you know a mediocre record, and then they go on a tear in conference play, win the regular season, and then the tournament because they knew who they were when they yeah. got to SEC mm-hmm. play because they played a tough schedule, and, and you know they were able to find out what they were made of and what they needed to do. And uh, I, I'm I'm all for that. If you lose three or four or five out of conference games because you play some, you know, hell of basketball teams. I'm I'm fine with that. At least we're yeah. gonna know who we are by the time we, we we make it to SEC play. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean we're playing so many tournament teams from last year out yeah. of conference. It's insane. You know, it's like Nate Oates and Greg Byrne, they went I don't want to say what I was gonna say because it's probably NSFW, but they went all out mm. on scheduling. And I'm I'm here for it. I love watching those games like that. Me too. Absolutely. Me too. I'm sorry, but the most boring thing to watch is Alabama versus Alabama A&M. And yeah. the start of the second <laughs> half, it's 62 to 28. Who the heck wants to yeah. watch that? Alabama yeah. versus Alabama. That's what Auburn the, does. Auburn yeah. likes to schedule those guys. You're right. You're right. Well, That's we're not going to talk about Auburn. I was going to say, <laughs> hey, let me ask y'all this. I don't know if it's just me. I despise Auburn basketball right now with Bruce Pearl more than I do Auburn football. Uh, yes, absolutely. No, I'm with you there. I can't stand Bruce Pearl, man. 
I didn't like him when he was at Tennessee. I didn't like him when he was at Wisconsin, Milwaukee. I have never liked the dude. But Nate Oates is three and one against him. And that mm-hmm. one win, they had a 17-point lead that we come back and they had to beat us in overtime. So, <laughs> I, I think Nate Oates has got, got Bruce's number. To be fair, though, I think LSU right now is the my most hated team just because Will Wade and how yeah, arrogant like and yeah, ridiculous Absolutely. he is, you know. Yeah. yeah I sure. was fixing to go to uh, – uh, you, you mentioned the – you know, NSF, whatever you said, not safe yeah. for work or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fisting to go with the Michael Scott if uh, I had, uh, you know, one, two bullets and I was in a room with Ben Laden and Bruce Pearl. Yeah. The HR guy. Yeah, with Toby, Toby Flenderson. Yeah, Toby. <laughs> if, I, if, I was, if I was, if I had two bullets in a room with with Toby and Osama bin Laden, I'd use both on Toby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, that's that's a joke. People don't take that serious when you listen to this. No, don't take it serious. No, that's an office quote. Yes, everybody does that. <laughs> All right, Lane. Hey, man, we really appreciate you jumping on here to talk a little yeah. Bama hoops as we get ready for tip off. Uh, tomorrow night inside Coleman Coliseum, a lot to look forward to. Lane, make sure you, you let everybody know real quick how they can can follow you on Twitter, uh, social media, how they can catch your stuff on Roll Tide Wire, uh, just what all you're doing and what you got planned this, this week. Well, we can do on Twitter at Lane G underscore 29. That was Better the only one available. <laughs> Yeah, the last one was Deutsche Bammer, and that one was just too hard for some people to. (laughs) So we went with something simple this time. And on Roll Tide Wire, you can just go to rolltidewire.usatoday.com and get all my good stuff there. Yeah, Lane does a great job of of not only covering the the hoops team, but but football and, you know, just whatever kind of news pops up uh, regarding the Crimson Tide. Uh, Really appreciate you jumping on, Lane. Yeah. Uh, had a lot of fun talking some Bama hoops. Look forward to talking again soon as, as the season tips off tomorrow night uh, in Coleman Coliseum. All right, guys, we're going to head out now. We appreciate everybody listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button today. Uh, like our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, and until next time, roll tide. Roll tide. Roll tide. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.